ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. Welcome into the Thursday, April 21st edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate everyone being with us here this afternoon. We're going to get you home safely, of course, and we're going to do it with a little pizzazz. Our phone lines this hour, 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Our phone lines, of course, brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. It is made pure. And, of course, our text line is going to be open for you as well. 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. we got Pirates baseball coming up later on this evening. We're going to hear from Greg Brown in just a moment to kind of give us a preview of what we can expect. The Pirates are taking on the Cubbies, so looking forward to that. That's coming up tonight. Got a lot of NBA to get into as well. We'll try to make time for that as uh, we've got NBA action coming up as well for our sister station, Cat Sports, 93.3 and 1340. So got some stuff to get into. Things are heating up, but obviously the big thing is, of course, the spring game is coming up on Saturday. We're going to hear from Marshall coach Charles Huff give you an update on some of the things that uh, he's seeing as uh, practice is about wrapping up. They're not going to go full pads on Friday. There's not going to be a, a really a full pad day. And then on Saturday, Coach talked about it's going to be more of a vanilla practice, a vanilla scrimmage. And, of course, they're really talking about some of the things that are going to be happening. you got the, the Jones zone. That's going to be a fun experience. So they're telling everyone that, you know, opportunity for you to come out and, and really just practice tailgating. So we'll hear from Coach Huff a little bit later on with that. And, of course, today is the final day for our intern, one Mr. Ryan Sirk. Ryan, of course, a um, – student athlete from Marshall University in the broadcast program. He was part of the 2020 National Championship team that brought home the trophy and won Marshall its first ever national championship in soccer. So after he wraps up finals next week, he is going to be going back home, hopefully finding uh, his way, starting back in your home base of Arizona and then working your way, hopefully, to bigger and better things as uh, your dream. You still want to call soccer, though, but that's not going to be ultimately maybe you're not going to start out there maybe. You're, you'll, you're, you'll do baseball if, if that is the job opening there. But you're, you're ultimately you want to find a position where you can call soccer because you feel that you know, that's your calling. You played soccer. Yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? But I'm not picky. I love sports of all kinds. And I wouldn't mind being the Paul Swan in Arizona either. Is there um, is there a – how does that work as far as – I know Arizona's got huge clusters of population centers and then pretty spread out. How how – you know how's local radio work that way? I mean, is it you know you have a you know radio stations across the uh, landscape there? I don't know too much about Arizona radio. So where I live, it's right in the middle of Phoenix and Tucson, so it's like an hour from each one of those. So we don't have a radio station there, but we get our signals from both Phoenix and Tucson. So there's not a lot of radio stations necessarily. It's just all in one area. Okay. What do they talk about? Phoenix Suns, obviously, right? I'm probably, yeah, I'm probably the, um, what, Suns are what, number two maybe, number three? I know the Coyotes are probably low on the list. 
you know, what's the big thing in, in Phoenix? Uh, you know, what what really gets the most attention sports wise? Football it depends on who's winning. I okay, guess, is that what it is? The Suns have been winning a lot recently. They've been getting most of the coverage. I know the Cardinals were getting some coverage when they made the playoffs, and the Coyotes and the Diamondbacks aren't getting any coverage because they aren't very good. Okay, and what's soccer look like in Arizona? There's the Phoenix Rising, owned by DDA Drogba. You probably don't know who he is, but he's a he's a legend when it comes to soccer, and he's trying to get that team into the MLS, and that's the highest soccer team in Arizona, they play in the USL Championship. Okay, isn't there enough teams already in MLS? I mean, isn't there too many now? We have more than probably should be. We have 32 teams in the NHL. Yeah, How many teams now in MLS? What, 32, 33? What, what are we at? To? I think we're at 28 okay. right now. It just but, feels like there's a lot more. But in terms of soccer, 28's a lot. To, to give you some reference, the, the biggest league that has – teams you could say is 20 and that's the premier league has 20 all around in europe it's mostly 20 the highest i've seen in europe is 24 and we are already past that okay and there's no relegation so the system is different here yeah it's it's more the western model it's more the football baseball hockey model and of course with the hockey expanding to 32 there are some saying that maybe the playoff format needs to look a little bit more like what the NBA is doing because we got to get more teams in. Soccer not necessarily wanting to get more teams in its playoff. That's why there's relegation. And there's really not – some leagues don't even have playoffs, right? That's that's not the format for the majority of these leagues. Some do, but not all. Yeah, it's pretty much whoever wins the, the league – is the winner. There's no playoff like we do with the MLS because I think NYCFC was like the fourth place team in the East when they won it last season and it gave an opportunity for someone else to win it instead of the New England Revolution who won the regular season and went on to the playoff. So that explains a lot to me why Chris Grassy puts a lot into that regular season. He, he feels that that matters more than the conference tournament. But, of course, that's not the structure here. So do you find that's difficult for you know, attracting players, talent? Because you know, it's sort of it's the same sport, but it's really more westernized when you, you try to bring in recruits from uh, overseas. Yeah, because people overseas have been brought up in a different kind of soccer. They believe it should be this way because all around them, soccer has been played that way. They don't even call it soccer, right? They call it football. So th- they don't even like that. But I think it's a good thing to have these kind this amount of teams because first of all the United States is a lot bigger than the European countries so you don't you're going to have to travel a lot more around the United States so having more teams can create less travel because you don't have to go as far for some games Ryan Sirk, he's going to be with us uh, for at least another uh, 45 minutes or so, and then any tasks that we assign after the uh, the show is over to uh, wrap up. Of course, uh, you can uh, follow him on Twitter. What is? Are you doing Twitter? You're still doing just doing Insta, right? Instagram. So Instagram, TikTok, just Instagram. That's you're you're the least social media connected kid that I've ever met. Just Instagram. I'll, I'll take that then. Okay. I'm, I'm not a – well, they call us Zoomers, I guess, now because of the Zoom frenzy we had. But you like to call us, what, Gen Z? Uh, Gen Z, I think. It's the, isn't that the correct term, Gen Z? Whatever the case may be. Ryan Sirk, he's uh, looking forward to uh, continuing his career after Marshall. And of course, uh, you get to put on your resume a 2020 College Cup 
champion, which I'm sure that's going to mean a lot to people who are in the soccer world, especially in the United States, to see that on your resume. I would lead with that. that that'd be on top. You know, that would be like on the header of my resume. No, the most important thing on my resume is interning for Paul Swan. Number two, national championship, then this internship. I appreciate the kind words, but I would think the national championship is slightly more meaningful for where you're going. Slightly more meaningful. Just a little bit more. Working with Chris Grassy, number three, though, right? Chris is a solid three. He's he's lower than me. I'm lower than the national championship, but I'm higher than Chris Grassy. Is that fair? I'll take that. Okay. You're not acknowledging that, though. I need you on record acknowledging that. I mean, I'm sorry, Chris, if you are listening, that I will have to give the second spot to Paul because I've learned things in the radio that I couldn't with Chris. Fair enough. I like it. All right, Ryan's with us for the uh, next 45 minutes or so. We're going to get your phone calls in. You can do that by calling 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. And, of course, our text line is open. It is 304-396-8255. That's 304-396-TALK. The Pirates in action today, taking on the Cubbies. We'll have that for you coming up in about a couple hours from now, almost exactly a couple hours from now with our Pirates preview. Here is Greg Brown. Pirates seven-game road trip continues. First of four in Chicago at Wrigley Field. It'll be a 741st pitch, 715 pregame for the Derek Shelton Show. The matchup, Bryce Wilson starts for the Pirates. 24-year-old making his third start. Last time out. On Saturday against the Nationals, a no decision. He went four and a third, gave up a couple of runs. He's made three career starts against the Cubs. He's one and one. Mark Leiter Jr. will get his second start for Chicago. Not a good one in Denver on Saturday for the Cubby. He gave up seven runs in three and a third innings in a loss to the Rockies. For Leiter Jr., he has made four career appearances against the Pirates Just nine innings, all but one in relief. And his one start was July the 4th, 2017, when he was with the Phillies. He suffered a 3-0 loss at the hands of the Buccos. Greg Brown on your home for Pirates baseball. Thanks, Greg. We're going to hear from Coach Huff a little bit later on the program. Get you caught up on what's happening with spring football. We'll get your phone calls and text in as well. Again, the phone line is 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Our text line, 304-396-8255. More coming up with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to our Thursday edition, your drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We are here until 6 o'clock. We'll take your phone calls at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. And, of course, our text line is open, 304-396-8255. And you can find me on Twitter as well, at Paul Swan. Great way to get a hold of me if you don't have the opportunity. And, of course... We are here until 6 o'clock, taking your phone calls, doing it live here. So a lot of things happening over the last couple of days uh, for the Thundering Herd. You know, softball did its thing and and just 
you look at the score and go, wow, crushed them. And, you know, and the herd had to have a big inning to do that yesterday. So softball's back in action on the road, taking on Western Kentucky. That's going to be huge. That's going to really set the stage for what happens in the East. So that's going to be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Western Kentucky. And then, of course, baseball's in action, taking on Western Kentucky as well. So a weekend series. That saves on the travel budget. You know, just just get one gigantic big bus. Okay, maybe two. Two or three. It's like a float, a flotilla, a fleet of of herd heading the bowling green to take on Western Kentucky. Not gonna miss those, um, not gonna miss those days, are you? Uh, if you're a, a student athlete, make sure it's great to play Western Kentucky, but that trek the bowling green. How was that trip? The Bowling Green. I, you know, I, I can't speak from a experience, the student athlete experience. How was that trip to Bowling Green? So actually, we never went there. They don't have a soccer. It was team. a great trip, but that was the a worst trip, trip that I've had is to Old Dominion. It's an eight-hour bus ride, and there's just nothing. But once you get to Old Dominion, it's pretty nice. Yeah, once you get there, that was a trick question because there's no uh, there's no soccer at uh, Bowling Green. I can't believe Western Kentucky does not have. I mean, Bowling Green, Kentucky has soccer. Bowling Green, but Western Kentucky in Bowling Green does not have soccer. They should. Conference USA is going to need some new teams in the in the league, whatever that's going to look like here. So the worst place you went to. Not the destination, but the travel. The worst travel experience was Old Dominion. All right, interesting to note there. So off to Bowling Green to take on the Hilltoppers this weekend. Uh, Golf side of things, Tyler Jones named Conference USA All-Academic Team. That's huge for him. And then uh, as far as former herd standouts, on the golf side, I saw where Sean Warren, former golf captain for several years in the early part of the turn of the century, from 04 to 07, 0407, earned a spot in the uh, PGA Championship. So congratulations to Sean. And then yesterday we saw the news that Vinnie Curry is back, one-year deal with the Jets, had a blood disorder that uh, kind of prevented him from getting back into it. Now he's got that one-year deal with the Jets. He's 33 years old. That's that's that used to be old in NFL terms. Now then Tom Brady just you know pushed it back a little bit. So everybody's trying to keep up with Brady. So Vinny's back playing football. That's going to be fun. Watch Vinny out there. It's hard to imagine Vinny's now 33. It's hard to imagine that just yesterday, Vinnie Curry was uh, this, you know, this young young man for the Thundering Herd, and now he's 33, old man in the NFL. That's, that's just hard to imagine. It, that, that makes me feel old. A lot of things make me feel old as of, as of late, but that makes me feel old as well. So congratulations to Vinnie on that. That's pretty cool. Uh, and of course, you know, I haven't been keeping up as much with uh, former herd soccer players, but I do know from my social media feed that me I follow the, the the boss. The boss tweets this stuff out. Um, apparently, Marshall soccer players in um, in post herd careers are doing well. That's your cue, Ryan, to help me out here. Come on, it's your final day. Don't you understand? That's your cue. I'm setting you up. 
So the former mayor of Huntington, that was his nickname, Pedro Dolabella, he had a pretty interesting game last time out. His team won on penalty kick, so that's good. But he had a goal, an assist, and a red card. So it was a very eventful game for Pedro. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He had a Gordy Hal hat trick? Well, there wasn't a fight, was there? Not that I know of. Okay, you know, you know what a Gordy Hal hat trick is, right? No. Goal, an assist, and a fight. I mean, in soccer terms, then I guess it's the Dolabella hat trick. <laughs> the Dolabella hat trick. What did he do to get the red card? I didn't watch the game, but from uh, what I've heard is that it was just a just a tackle, bad tackle. Don't touch. Just can't touch. So other player was soft, flopping. I mean, I know soccer players are notorious for flopping, so that's what that's what it was. Okay, yeah, it's um. It's a goal, an assist, and a fight. That's a Gordy Howe hat trick. I'm going to ask the question. I'm going out on a limb here. Do you know who Gordy Howe is? Since you are a hockey guy, yes, I presume he's a hockey player. You presume. Okay. His name was Mr. Hockey. It's not Wayne Gretzky, obviously. That's no, no, this is Wayne Gretzky's idol. This is the guy Wayne Gretzky idolized as a, as a kid. This is this is Wayne Gretzky's hero, Gordy Howe. Does, so is he? He's really good. Yes, he was. He was really good. He was he was Mr. Hockey before you know these young kids came up today. So he was everything. He's the guy whose record Wayne broke. You know most goals and. Yeah, this is Mr. Hockey here. This is the guy that Wayne Gretzky said was the best player. This is what, yeah, and he played. He had a decades career. He played in several decades of hockey. So he passed away a few years ago, but he's a Detroit Red Wing. So now you know Gordy Howe, and he was uh, he was basically he was the icon of the. He's probably I don't know, I don't know if he's the LeBron James of the time or the. The Michael Jordan of the time, he was the name. He was the hockey name of the time. And, of course, you know, he's a tough guy, too. He could fight. That's, that's a Gordie Howe. Gordie Howe Knight is a goal and assist in a fight. That's you learn a, something new every day. Yeah. So there you go. So Pedro uh, is a goal, uh, assist, and a red card. That's a Dolabella hat trick. You should tell him that. He'll, he'll kind of want to see what his response will be. Like, hey – yeah, so uh, the uh, the Pedro the mayor's uh, hat trick is a goal and assist and a red card. Yeah, I, I like it. Okay, it, it kind of flows off the tongue. The Pedro Dolabella hat trick. The Pedro Dolabella hat trick. So uh, that's uh, now you're caught up. Next week I won't have any unless you're texting me. I won't have any idea until days later what happens with all these guys. You'll have to. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get like weekly text. Okay, Paul. Here's what. Here's what the herd and the pros did today on on the pitch. That's that's what I'm gonna get from you. Yeah, I mean, I'm always willing to help because I know you're gonna be helping me. Carl Charles Huff, Charles Huff. When we continue, it's the drive. ESPN 94.1 and AM 9:30. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. 
Our phone lines this hour are brought to you by White Claw, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. With our text line open as well, 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. Paul Swan, your host. Ryan Sirk, our intern, final day for him. So what did I say that you would get? As, as What did I say you would get? What did we talk about, Ryan? When? I mean, it's your final day. What did we talk about? Today? Yeah, I mean, no, I'm not talking about what we did for the show. What did we talk about as your final day? What did we talk about? That I would host a segment. Okay, we did that. What else did we talk about? Uh, potentially getting a cake. Potentially getting a cake. Okay. Let's see what we got here. We got to do it for the... This is this is for the radio effect here. Okay, I get one of these. Okay, I get at least one. Well, that's Wait, fine. They look, look very good. Look at that. Look at that. Look at on those. It's like, like lemon here. It's like caramel. It's like chocolate. Look at that. So which one do you want? Um, I'll just take whatever you allow me to, man. I mean, what's I, I appreciate that. Look at Paul. that. Look at that. I do. Look at that. You were, and you were all like mad that you know you weren't getting anything kids today look at that it, it, see these got sprinkles on them as well yeah i think i want that one you want this you want the sprinkles i'll take both of the sprinkle ones okay and then we got the lemon and caramel here so okay we're gonna share these ryan sirk our intern for the final day see we don't have a show tomorrow so i, I Jaden doesn't even get this i gotta make it up to him somehow but if he's not listening this didn't happen I don't have to worry about that because, you know, no show tomorrow. We got baseball, Cubs, uh, and the Pirates. That's tomorrow. It's going to be uh, late in the afternoon, so no show. But we do have Coach Huff for today. Of course, the spring game on Saturday. Had a chance to catch up with Coach Huff. And, and one of the things I asked him was just, you know, this week you're finalizing, getting ready for the spring game. You know, at this point, you know what your players can do. You, you pretty much – have an idea and understanding of where this team's going, but was there anything you were doing this week to, to maybe to install, to work on? And he talked about this week just the thing is with getting ready for the spring game and just trying to get this season going is you got to start working on things because you need depth. For us, and- this week was about um, kind of moving some of the pieces around, um, you know, playing guys – in position, but out of position. What does that mean? Playing some of the Mike linebackers at Will linebacker, playing some of the Will linebackers at Sam linebacker, playing some of our tackles at guard, um, playing some of our outside receivers inside. Um, we, we do that to try and find out one, who knows what to do. Um, and then two, to try to create more depth, right? I can't just, you know, wheel in, you know, another 85 scholarship players but we also got to be prepared as the year goes on, just because a guy's listed as the number two on the depth chart doesn't mean he's the next best player. So we've got to create and find out, you know, hey, if things happen throughout the season, how can we get the best 11 guys on the field? And this week we were able to kind of move some guys around. Some guys got exposed a little bit. They know exactly what to do at their position. Uh, but then when they move around, it's kind of like, well, I, I don't know what this guy normally does on this play. So it was good exposure. Not that we're flipping guys around and playing our tackles at guards or playing our mics at wheels. 
But as the season goes on, we want to play the best 11 guys. And, and however those combinations come, uh, we want to make sure we're able to get these guys to understand when you're learning a defense or offense, you, you got to learn it all. You can't just say, well, I know what I'm doing, coach. Well, yeah, we may have to move you to the left or to the right to get the best guys on the field. So does that mean Rasheen's got to throw the ball? Got to learn the offense. So does that mean Rasheen's got to take a few snaps under center? I don't think that's what that means, but you got to make sure that your players can move around and be versatile. So he was asked about how that is the foundation to build depth, and here's what he said. Yeah, because, again, I mean, it, it's 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 a long season, right? And, and in the league we play in, there, there's going to be a lot of ups and downs, and there's going to be guys who are not injured but are, you know, less than 100% as games go on and may not be able to rotate the way we need them to. And what we've got to find out, how can we get the best 11 football players on the on the field, not just – hey, who's the second Mike linebacker? Or who's the next, you know, uh, left guard? We, we got to figure out, hey, who are the best guys? How can we use them? How can we move the pieces around to create that? Another thing that Coach talked about was Saturday's scrimmage. Now, he's talked about how Monday through Friday, it's basically studying for the test, and then on Saturday, it's more like the exam. So, Here's the exam from Saturday. How did Coach grade it? There were some things he actually liked from what he saw on film once he had a chance to go back and look at it. You know, I thought for the first time, the offense had some real continuity and consistency. Um, You know, I thought from a quarterback position, Cam and Pete um, did a really good job of operating and managing, you know, the offense. I thought they made good decisions. I thought efficiency-wise, I, I think, you know, Pete might have been 100% on the day. Now, I know you guys are going to write that he's, you know, the Danny O'Brien award watch list, but that's not what I'm saying. He probably only had six passes. But just watching him operate, he, he's got a lot more comfortable. Um, he's making decisions a lot quicker, um, which is giving him some confidence, you know, and that, that's what we were really trying to find in that next quarterback group who could play well enough to develop the confidence to make some plays, um, and he was able to do that. Cam, um, you know, for the first time, we, we didn't make the quarterbacks live, so he couldn't rely on scrambling or, you know, running to kind of create some plays. So he really had to dial in and hone in on the fundamentals and where are guys coming from and what checks do I need to put the group in. Um, and he did a really good job of that. So, and defense obviously, you know, made some plays, but for the first time, it felt like our offense had some flow, if that makes sense. That is Coach Huff. Okay, so none of us are going to make anyone be out to be the best quarterback ever. We're not going to do that. Not going to do any of that. So we're not going to do it. Cam's not Danny O'Brien. I laughed when he said that. I knew what he meant, but he said he said Danny O'Brien. And I'm like, wait a minute. Do you mean Davey O'Brien? I didn't call him out on that. I, I just I I was trying to not laugh yesterday when Coach said, "Oh yeah, don't make him to be out." Da- uh, Danny O'Brien, I'm like Danny, who's Danny O'Brien? Did you not catch that? I I caught that yesterday. Did you not catch that? Oh, I I heard that. Okay, but I was just like, okay, he he knows more about football than I do. Yeah, he does. He knows more about football than both of us, but. 
it was so hard not to, to, to just laugh yesterday. So, you know, today it's another story. It's a it's a day away from it. You know, and I'm not looking at him in Zoom right now. But you know, when he said Danny O, so close, so close, but yet so far away. Yeah, we knew who he's talking about. So we're not going to um, we're not going to make Cam to be out uh, be the next Davy O'Brien just yet, or Danny O'Brien for that matter. So special teams was the question. That came up as well. We haven't talked too much about what the special team units are looking like, so uh, Coach kind of gave us an update on what we can expect from that unit, or at least what he's seen so far. Yeah, well, I think the first thing we, we've got to do is we've got to be able to find, you know, three specialists or four specialists, you know, a returner, a punter, a kicker, and a long snapper. You know, we've got some returners who've returned. Um, it, it, you can You can call... Frank Beamer, if you want to, you're not going to be good on special teams if you don't have a good kicker, a good punter, and a good long snap. It doesn't matter. The scheme is very, um, because of the rules, the scheme is very consistent, right? But when you got a really good punter, you got a really good kicker, and you got a really good long snapper, you usually have success. So what we've got to do is we've got to obviously replace some guys that have moved on to graduation. Uh, we've got some guys in the program that have had good springs. Uh, McConnell um, has had some success, obviously, with us being inside. You know his his punting is limited. Um, Meisler has had some success kicking the ball and KB's had some success doing some kickoff. So obviously what we're trying to do at that position is we don't need a starter defined right now. Uh, what we've got to do as coaches, because we just haven't seen these guys in live action, is we got to find out what can they do. Then moving into the summer, we can put them in the right position. Is he a roll punter? Is he a rugby guy? Can he punt right? Can he punt left? Um, you know, what's what's the kicker's range? Is it 25, 35? You know, kickoff wise, is he a left to left guy? Is he better going right to left? So once we find out what they can do, and obviously last year, you know, we had some some uh, some stability at those positions, um, then we can kind of mold the scheme around them if it makes sense. Coach Huff talking about special teams. A couple other things we can get into with you. First of all, offensive line. If you don't have a good offensive line, I don't care how good your quarterback is. Ask the Cincinnati Bengals how that rolled the first season. Second season, the offensive line got better, and the Bengals were able to keep their quarterback a little bit better protected. Can't wait to see what the Bengals look like with a really good offensive line. Same thing with the herd. If your offensive line's not able to work together, your offensive line's not able to keep your quarterback safe, your offensive line's not able to you know, make the – make the adjustments, penetrate the defense, everything that an offensive line does, well, it doesn't care how, it doesn't care how good your quarterback is. So Coach Huff talked a little bit more about that offensive line, what he's seen. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously they're, they're going against some, some extremely, you know, violent, explosive guys. Um, but what we've seen is the issues have not been – in who and what to do. The issue has been more finish and strength, right? You're going against a guy who can get off a block. Um, when we are able to cover guys up and, you know, and finish, we're in a good position. Um, I think our tackles, you know, Sartor and uh, Driscoll have done a good job. Um, they've been put in some stressful situations because of the guys they're going against. You know, inside, we've been able to kind of rotate the Dalton, um, the, the uh, for show, holler, and, um, Osborne, you know, we've been able to do that. Even Meeks has done a really good job of kind of coming in in the backup center role. Um, so what we've been able to do is we've been able to find some continuity. What we've done a lot this spring, which makes it difficult to evaluate, is we've moved the pieces because obviously, you know, we don't have as much depth there as when I say depth playing experience there. 
Um, so we need to know, you know, kind of like we did with the rest of the team this week, hey, if a guy goes down, doesn't matter if he's the right guard, left guard, left tackle, whatever, who is the next best guy? Now, with the way we're doing it now, and that may be three moves. You may have to move a tackle to guard, a guard to the other side, and a guy back over to the other side to cover that up. Um, but we've put them in multiple spots this spring um, to figure out what they can do. Um, obviously, moving into the summer, we'll start building that continuity. Um, you know, with, hey, I know what my, my guy on my right side does. I know how fast he is. This spring has been more about individual fundamentals rather than, hey, right side, you guys do a good job on double teams, or, hey, left side, you guys do this. Um, hopefully, to give us um, a lot more options. You know, I think last year we were in a very similar situation. Um, you know, and we got, you know, James McGee developed and, you know, finally we've got, you know, Tucker back healthy and Driscoll kind of had a year to kind of get back into things. So we think the model works. It's not pretty when you're going against a really good, you know, D line, um, but you are able to evaluate the individual skills. Coach Huff breaking it down for us. And before we uh, take our break, Saturday's coming up with a lot of fan activities. There's going to be what's called the Jones Zone. That's going to be at the stadium, so you can watch the game at the stadium if you don't go inside the indoor. There's opportunity for you to tailgate, of course. There's going to be inflatables. Of course, there will be opportunities for you to, if you're not tailgating the way you tailgate on Saturday, if you're coming to the game, of course, there's going to be opportunities for you to get something to eat, drink there. You know, all that stuff's going to open up for you, concessions. And you're going to be able to watch the game on the scoreboard screen. And if you have your suite, you're going to be able to watch the game from your suite. So, you know, it's sort of maybe prep work. We're, we're preparing. We're practicing. This is practice. The fans get to practice now. We're going to practice our tailgate. We're going to practice all of that. We've got to close the gap as fans. We got to we got to do it right. We got to close the gap. How do we do that? Well, we got to go out there. We got to practice. You know, we got to have develop a routine. So, Coach Huff talked about the the fan experience. It's really, are you showing up to see the game? It's going to be a pretty pretty vanilla experience as far as the game. That's what Coach Huff described it as. The game itself. It's it's a practice. It's a vanilla experience. But this is uh, something where you get to come back. You get to. A family reunion. He called it a family reunion. So we're, as fans, going to be closing the gap. Coach Huff talked a little bit more about that experience. Yeah, I think, you know, the, the, the spring game itself is not really, the game is not important. It's the spring game weekend events that, to me, are kind of the preseason to, you know, the season. You know, so for the fans, you get an opportunity to, you know, test out that ping pong table that's going to be used for beer pong. You get a chance to test out that new grill that you got for the tailgate. Um, and that's really what it is. So we've created some events and environments to where our fans can kind of get back in the flow of seeing each other, you know, in the West lot, you know, being spending some time in the zone, letting the kids kind of run around. Um, the game itself is, is a very vanilla practice, um, but it's the weekend. Um, and I think when you talk about the Marshall community and the Marshall family, um, it's like a family reunion. This is the first family reunion of the 2022 season. Um, and I expect the stadium and the parking lots and the streets to be full because Marshall's going to win. The weather's going to be phenomenal. We all need to work on just refreshing our grill skills, refreshing our, our curls, you know, finding out how many we can put in the cooler to get to there, who's bringing the chips. 
Um, the same way as we are doing this spring, finding out who needs to do what. We need to find out who's bringing the fruit salad, who's bringing the chips, who's got the charcoal. Um, and again, I think it's, it's a family reunion. It's time for us, it's an opportunity for us to get back together and really start the momentum moving into not only the Sun Belt, but the new season. What are you bringing, Ryan? I'm bringing bean dip. What are you bringing? I was going to do like a queso dip. So. You're bring a queso dip? I'll bring bean dip. You bring a queso. Coach is going to bring the fruit salad. These cupcakes that we got you, those are going to be available because you're going to eat those. So we're not bringing cupcakes. Uh, Marshall's going to win. We're going to go to the, go to the game. Marshall's going to win. However, I got some bad news. Marshall's going to lose. Marshall's going to lose. Marshall's going to win. Hey, I'm excited. Marshall's going to win. Marshall's going to lose. So after Marshall wins, are we going to talk about how great Coach Huff is? Or after Marshall loses, are we going to, you know, we're going to get on the radio like, ah, oh, this guy's got to go. Marshall lost the spring game. So we'll have people call in, defend Coach Huff. It's like, hey, you know, Coach Huff won the spring game. And then we're going to have people call in. It's like, hey, Coach Huff lost the spring game. Actually, he's probably going to be the the only guy that we can't really get on because, of course, he's going to be the the guy in the middle. He's not going to be on one sideline or the other. So, Coach Huff doesn't lose. He doesn't win. Or does he take it? I mean, does he take the win and the loss? He takes the win and loss. I should have asked him because they talked about what happens on the victory side of things. Steak for the victory, hot dogs for the losers. Tradition like another, like another. I mean, that's a tradition. Like no other. It's a tradition. Steak for the winners, hot dogs for the losers. Quick timeout here on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Final segment of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm Paul Swan. Our final moments with our intern Ryan Sirk. Get to leave Marshall. Head out to the big world now. Taking with you that championship ring. I met you the day you got your championship ring. I mean, you were you came to the class I spoke to, and you had just got back from your championship ring presentation. At that point, I'm like, Dr. Bailey, you've gotten soft. You didn't lock the door. You waited for him to come. So Dr. Bailey waited for you to show up. It's like you're getting soft, Dr. Bailey. You're not locking the door as these kids are a minute late. He's he's gotten he's gotten a little mellow in his uh, his older age. I mean, I appreciate it. I I appreciate Dr. Bailey's helped a lot, so I'll take it. Yeah, did he get you? Cup- if it's the mellow old version of her. Did okay. he get your cupcakes though? Did he did he get your cupcakes? No. Okay, he's got a couple of days to work on that. All right. Uh, Ryan, of course, uh, been interning with us and a member of that 2020 Marshall Championship team. Brought back some hardware, and uh, now he's going to uh, be leaving us here after uh, today, concluding his internship. So we appreciate uh, him and everything he's brought to us over these last few weeks and months. And he gets to leave now with his cupcakes. And um, don't forget your umbrella. 
whatever you did, just don't forget your umbrella because I'm not shipping that back to Arizona. I'm keeping it if you forget it today. I may not need it in Arizona. You might. I don't know. You might go somewhere where you do need it. So don't forget your umbrella and... Yeah, that's it. That's that's the advice right there. That's my career advice for you. Don't forget your umbrella. So we appreciate you, man. And uh, I'll tell you what. Yeah, we've had a good run of interns here so far. So the next guy that comes in here, or lady, the next person that comes in here, uh, will have um, to live up to you and the others that have come in here. By the way. Um, you were like really talking it up to to, to Luke Creasy when you, you spoke to him. Works at the Herald Dispatch now. You were really talking it up. I mean, I don't I don't talk about him the way you say I talk about him. I just want to put that out there on record now. I don't talk about him the way. I just point him out as somebody you can look to uh, who did well for me here. And didn't get any intern credit whatsoever for it because he forgot his paperwork. So that's my other piece of advice. Get your paperwork turned in. I mean, I'm getting close to not turning it all in. I got to turn it in by Monday. Yeah, turn all your paperwork in. You'll end up like Luke Creasy with a uh, really good job at the Herald Dispatch. So that's that's the that's the career advice I can give you. All right, for Ryan Sirk, we appreciate him. Chris Grassy did a good job on him. We appreciate uh, his coaching when he came in to. to give us what we had here. I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for joining us. we got baseball action coming up tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So no show. we got the Cubbies and the Pirates coming up tonight, 7-15. So stay tuned for that. Then I'll talk to you on Monday. Have a great weekend, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.